Hello there, and welcome to the Average Pundits Podcast, where we talk about all things Premier League. And today we've got a very, very interesting episode, of, uh, you know, quite a quite a lengthy debate on the uh, recent uh, uh, the recent uh, departure of uh, Mauricio Pochettino from uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, and uh, it's going to be a debate between the two suffering teams in the Premier League. So, uh, joining me as always, my uh, resident Average Pundit and also uh, Man United fan. Joseph Brody. Hiya, mate. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. How how, how, how have you been? Oh, mate. You know, could be better. You know, <laughs> but, you know we, we we live and we learn, don't we? We we, we carry on. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's all it's all, all to play for. Still, so I'm still trying to keep some hope. And uh, we have a resident Arsenal fan, and also guest star this week, Al Forsyth. How we doing, mate? Pleasure to be here. Oh, so it's a pleasure to have you as always. So, shall we get on to this? Break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when we recorded this uh, last week's episode, um, yeah, we went, both went home all ready to upload it and everything, and then later that day, Pochettino gets sacked. Yeah. So we were <laughs> kind of great timing, late to the Poch party. But I think it's something that we have to have to discuss, I guess. Uh, so, um, is it the right decision for for Spurs to make? So many things because you do look at their like he's built that club. 100% like there is Tottenham were a terrible terrible side yeah. until he come along and he's literally changed it all with no money but you look at the results he was getting hadn't won since away since January I believe it was something like yeah, that yeah like um, unbelievable like atrocious you know so just ter- terrible league form to be honest with you and um, yeah so I understand that if Spurs are thinking like we have to get in the Champions League this year you have to make a change because <laughs> You know, what are they, 14th in the league, you know, miles off it. They looked awful as they were playing. All of their big players were out of form, really. You know, couldn't really defend at all. Yeah. There's obviously the thing with uh, Jan Vertonghen and uh, oh, Eriksen's misses, you know, or whatever that is, you know. Yeah, that, that was just weird, that, that was. was. wild. Do, do you reckon... Was, was that all true? I think so. I think it yeah, might have been. I believe it's, yeah. it's been believed it's true because he took, him, he took him out the squad didn't he for ages Poch yeah I, I, I knew he was out for some reason oh dear my dear. god but I mean what like Spurs, sitting in, Spurs sitting in 10th at the moment obviously that's, a, that's after the win from Mourinho that, that was yeah, after yeah. the win yeah, yeah. scraped win though that's the thing like they scraped they, they the win look good. But, go, but going back to, to when it happened I mean Poch gets sacked rumours are Mourinho's coming in it does look like it's making a bit of sense I mean yeah. I, I, I tipped Allegri to, to go yeah but um, that 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 was my that was my bet. But um, yeah, by by the morning, the next thing we know, Mourinho's there. Do you guys think Poch, um, you know, lost favour with the cha- uh, with, with the dressing room? Do you think that that was a case of the players doing what Leicester City did to Ranieri? I I'm not sure. I reckon possibly a few of them may have been throwing their toys out of the pram. Obviously, Christian Eriksen. Yeah, Christian Eriksen this year has, has looked awful yeah. underneath him. He's like. I think he wanted that move to Madrid so badly, didn't he? And yeah, you know, he did. Spurs, Spurs were prepared to sell him, but Madrid just didn't come knocking. And mm. so then it was like, well, you've got to stay here because where else are you going to go? Pretty much. Yeah. And then he's just sort of down tools and said, well, I've got a year left on my deal. You know, there's going to be someone who wants me for free. Exactly. So it's all yeah. well and good saying like, oh yeah, I want to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona, but mate, they've got to want you first, haven't they? You've exactly. got to prove yourself first. It's going to be Juventus that pick him up on a three, on a free, isn't it? They did it with Ramsey last year. Such a Juventus move um, as well. Yeah, they're going to, I reckon it'll be Juventus. Yeah, Imagine that, you have uh, you know, Ramsey, Ericsson, yeah, and they've got Ronaldo age, up top. 27? Yeah, that, 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 coming on round 28 maybe? Ericsson's hitting his prime right now, so 
to for someone to snap him up for free and not get a hundred million fee for him. Like that that was always the rumors for like Man United to come yeah. and snap him up for like a hundred million. For, for for Jose Mourinho coming in though, I mean, obviously, I mean, a, a lot of heads turned to to, to the United fans. What, what's your opinion on it? I I don't have an opinion on that. I I, ha- I harbor no real resentment to Mourinho. Yeah. He definitely needed to leave the club. He was destroying us. I mean, we're currently still being destroyed, but I mean, at the time, he <laughs> was destroying us, and it was just. It, it becomes stagnant, it becomes stale. He won two trophies whilst he was with us. That can't be forgotten. He won two trophies. Um, and that's what he does. He's a serial winner, isn't he? Which he's, kind of, I reckon, the highlights are probably why Tottenham wanted to go for him. Yeah, he's got championship I, DNA. He's got yeah. title DNA. Tell you what, though, I think a, f- a few years ago, if, if you would have said Mourinho's going to Tottenham, I would not have believed you. Well, Chelsea fans are probably absolutely going bonkers about it you know back in 2007 he said he wasn't going to join Tottenham ever yeah. and look at look. I mean to be fair who would want to uh, you know manage Tottenham back then they were <laughs> yeah, exactly. suffering even they more were than they are now so that interview he gave though was like oh, yeah, a journalist asked him like, well you said you never joined Tottenham what happened he's like that's before I got sacked exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's great that is there's, there's no loyalty in football anymore like right. you, you know you get sacked it's like you know you yeah. divorce you divorce your missus, then she sleeps with another bloke. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Things, isn't it? you know, it's, it's, you, know don't you can't have you can't have any fault with that. You yeah. know, they got sacked. They joined another club. Do you not think Mourinho's past his sell by date though? Because mm. I think nowadays the age is the age is of pressing football, isn't it? You know, yeah. you look at the the forefront teams at the moment are City and Liverpool, and you know, like Arsenal tried to get pressing football by hiring Emery, hasn't worked out. There's so many teams that like hire pressing managers. You even look at Southampton, like. So many clubs are right now trying to play pressing football. Yeah. Do you think him playing a low block is uh, is better than that? Like, is is it worthwhile sort of thing? Right. Yeah, that's actually such a good question. I mean, the 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 high pressing football is what, as football fans, is the most interesting thing to watch. You you love to yeah, see yeah. it. And right now, I think Liverpool have pretty much got that nailed to a T, haven't yeah. they? Mm. I mean, when when, when Liverpool when Liverpool are good, they're they're unstoppable. Absolutely, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's one of these things like does he have does he have the fire in his belly still to go and then you know has he got the fire in his belly to go win win all these trophies again yeah. and has he even got a side that can do it because we've always said oh it's Pochettino's fault that Tottenham can't win a trophy but yeah. no one's really looked at that team and said well you know hang about like you've got to have title DNA in your whole team as well no that's true so, I mean yeah they've got an amazing forefront player and Harry Kane obviously he 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 yeah. represents a lot to the club yeah. so I think it's 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 good that they've been managed they've managed to keep him but a player of that caliber without winning a trophy in in, in his career he's gonna start getting wrestlers yeah that's uh, that's that, that's for sure I mean there was rumors that uh, Tottenham you know with Mourinho were gonna you know try and snatch up Zlatan Ibrahimovic and then Mourinho just shut them down and was like yeah no we don't I, need I, him I we did, have Harry Kane I did see that I mean yeah, why you'd be looking to sign another striker when you have got You've arguably got the, the best striker in the world? Why you'd be trying to sign a thirty-eight-year-old Zlatan Ibrahimovic who's Manchester played United two kill for years that one, in no? the MLS? You know, like yeah. finished off of an ACL injury. Like, you know, fair play could prove me wrong that he might go to a club and actually bang. But like, I'm, I'm like, Carlos Vela looks like an absolute world beater yeah. in the MLS, and yeah. literally he was a terrible player at Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> was very average at Sociedad you know like so there's I kind of don't believe that because you can score 30 goals in an MLS season like, you're like a good player yeah. or it, even it look does. at Almiron Almiron come over from Atlanta didn't he yeah. and everyone said oh Almiron he's going to be amazing and he's done literally nothing yeah. for he Newcastle hasn't, he hasn't. 
He reminds me of the. Uh, oh, pardon me there. My voice, <laughs> cheeky voice crack. Um, he reminds me of the uh, Liverpool front three that we had back in 2015. Yeah, Ricky Lambert, Balotelli, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Fabio Verini. <laughs> the like 32 team. shots, zero goals. You know, they, that that front, that Newcastle front three was you know was awful. But mm. um, you know, looking looking at this Mourinho situation, I think that he he does know like what he wants, and he knows that he needs to spend big either in January or in the summer I, to I, try and bring some big name faces in. I think this this was something which was definitely being planned or talked about yeah. at least behind the scenes so you I know, like you see because like Tottenham have always been about like their model has always been buying young players developing them and then selling them for high prices you look at Carl Walker mm. bought in for like what was it 2.5 million 5 million he sold for 50 yeah. and stuff Bale. like that yeah Bale and stuff like that and so can you see Jose Mourinho going alright okay I'll take this 21 year old or I'll take Ryan Sessegnon on who mm. they've signed yeah. I'm going to develop him into a world class fullback and then I'm going to sell him on to a City or a Liverpool for like all of that money i just mm. don't see Mourinho doing that like it wouldn't surprise me if it comes to january Mourinho goes first thing i want nemanja matic yeah and i want nemanja matic to sit in the middle of midfield for me it's like, it, it's a real it's a real weird thing if is Mourinho going to stick to these trends like you're mentioning or is no. he going to try and change things i don't think that's the way that Mourinho works Mourinho comes in and it's his club it's not it's not yeah. about, you know he he does hit stuff his way it's not about the board uh, and I think I think Tottenham were, were yeah the the board were prepared to do that. They were prepared to sacrifice what they are currently doing and move on because yeah. what they're doing currently, yes, it got them to the Champions League final, but the form towards the end of that season was poor. That that is a really good point you mentioned there because I think even with Pochettino at the helm, I feel like the board had a lot of control. Yeah. Whereas now you're looking at a board which has stepped back a bit and hired such a character, such a personality. Like you said, when he comes in, it's his club. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to adjust to that, especially Daniel Levy? Yeah, I mean, with with Mourinho having such the big ego that he does, you know, like he's going to be demanding stuff. Like he's used to having everything that he wants, especially with uh, coming in at Chelsea, where everything, you know, he had he had all the money. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in two thousand four. So, yeah. uh, I think it's just a matter of time before we see what uh, Mourinho can do. And um, obviously, we'll, we'll probably we'll probably hop back to Mourinho in a bit, you know, yeah. with the with the whole Tottenham uh, situation and Pochettino. But well, I mean, uh, look looking at the Premier League results for, for, from that that's just gone, mate. First game to talk about it probably in depth is that Tottenham game. Yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. They um, they looked a bit they looked a bit scrappy. Obviously, in the first half, they went two 0 up. Uh, Son and uh, Lucas Moura mm. uh, put him in the lead, and then uh, <clears throat> Harry Kane sticking the third one in. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Obviously, it, it, they looked really good at the start. It all came slipping back towards the end. But, you know, it's on, on paper, that, that's, that, that's still a 3-2 narrow scrape. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, you can you can look about it. Yeah, they went 3-0 up, but then they also conceded two goals. Yeah. Um, yes, the other one was a corner that, you know, obviously training ground slips happen and stuff. But, yeah. um, y- you know, you shouldn't be conceding two goals and almost slipping, like, you know, slipping away yeah. from a lead. Yeah. You know, Mikel Antonio scoring that first goal and then Angelo Bonner scoring in the it was the 96th minute yeah. so they just look shaky though don't they the they do um, their defence is, 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 yeah. is not up to par defence is not up to par like I can see Mourinho literally in January saying straight away right I need a new right back because Serge Aurier is not oh, good enough absolutely yeah, he needs to sort out what Toby and Jan Vertonghen are going to be doing because you know are they going to stay are they going to go and then even so, Rose, Rose has even looked really dodgy this season. And so I could literally tell him, I could see him just telling Spurs straight away or Daniel Levy, I need a new back four. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, like. Mourinho's ties with uh, Alex Tellers and Porto as well. So I reckon that's that's a new, you know, like or just Porto in general. So mm, uh, he could bring in you know, Tellers to to do a job at left back and replace Danny Rose, a new a new young right back or something, and maybe like another centre centre back, or yeah. maybe just playing Sanchez a bit more because. Uh, I think he's missing from that starting starting eleven. Tell you what, I'm more convincing when uh, Leicester two 0 against Brighton, and that, that that was an away away job they did there. Yeah, uh, so, um, seeing Iosi Perez getting on the score sheet again. It's surprising because obviously you know he, he uh, doesn't score too much. Obviously he had the uh, uh, that hat trick against Southampton, um, and then Avardi scoring the penalty later yeah. on. Uh, Le- you know Leicester obviously they're continuing their good form. They they're a very good side at the minute. Brendan Rodgers does know what he's doing. Is there some really weird stats in that, though? I mean, like, Brian dominated them on possession, really. They, they, they had the majority of the possession. They had, they had no shots on target. But, but no, yeah, no shots on target. I mean, better passing. Possession no game. Like, it's like we said earlier. With, you know, possession game. It's it's not really the best uh, anymore. It's more pressing. It's counter-attacking yeah. football. It's all about pace. Mm. And I think that's what Leicester have in bunches. They have Damari Gray. They have Jamie Vardy. He was at Perez to yeah. come in and you know what you know what the floor with their defense so yeah they're constantly counter-attacking that's that's the that's the threat of jamie vardy is a counter-attacking forward yeah and i think that um yeah he only going to get well. better as well exactly. Leicester, aren't they exactly you look 100%. at you look at their team like i think what's the average age 23 24 like and that, so man. their midfield three alone wilf and Didi's 23 telemans is 22 and yeah. then madison's 22 and it's we- just We've mentioned on here before just how much we rate that Leicester team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in more particular, I think my favourite at the moment. I still, like I said it before, I'll say it again. I think Wilfred Ndidi is absolutely class, mate. He is. Uh, he's a fantastic. He's very solid, as we said before. He's probably top five uh, central defensive midfielders in the Premier League right now. Yeah. Uh, so I reckon it's only a matter of time before he takes that next, you know, those next steps like Ngolo Kanté did. Yeah. Uh, e- even more convincing. Uh, Burnley three 0 away at Watford. Yeah, I what mean, day for Burnley? it's 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 rare that you see Burnley getting away win like that, and uh, obviously Nick Pope coming to the rescue with you know multiple saves. Yeah, um, and obviously yeah, he, he's just a very good player. I can see, I can definitely see him going to the uh, going to the Euros. I think he will. Yeah. I think we, we we discussed a while ago again in terms of England's number one keeper. It's all looking a bit dicey at the moment. I think right, I I can see right now it's still being Pickford just from old habits die hard. Yeah, I think we'll take Pope. Pickford and Dean Tom, Henderson. I think Tom Heaton. Yeah, I think Heaton will go. I think Heaton will go instead of Henderson. Yeah, I think he, Henderson's a good couple years, maybe at the World Cup, mm. um, when Heaton maybe retires. But I think Gareth Southgate is going to prefer the uh, experience of Heaton to help the younger goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. It could be could be a shout, mate. To yeah, be fair. 100%. Uh, what about Liverpool? Uh, two and win over Crystal Palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mentioned quite a few times that Crystal Palace worry you. Yeah, Crystal Palace always worry me. Uh, I mean, since Cristian Ball, obviously. Um, then um, uh, the first game that I properly noticed, Aaron Wan-Bissaka is an absolute uh, unit mm. was against us. So for 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 them to score the first goal and then have it disallowed, you know, started getting my getting my heart beating a bit. Uh, VAR man, <laughs> you don't I like VAR in Liverpool. Uh, so, uh, you know Sadio Sadio Mane uh, and and Firmino getting the goals. Um, it, it enlists a, a bit of confidence that we you know we were able to pull out the win. Um, what doesn't enlist confidence is the fact that we haven't been able to keep a clean sheet still in a number of games. I think it was since that Sheffield United game. Consi- we, considering you, I think have arguably the best defence in the league. There are st- maybe potentially holes there. 
Yeah, we haven't we haven't conceded. Well, we 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 haven't kept a clean sheet in any competitions uh, since that Sheffield United game, and I think that is a worry that Jurgen does need to look at. Yeah, maybe it is a new central cent, uh, central defensive partner for Virgil Van Dijk. Uh, but who 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 knows? Uh, I I couldn't I couldn't tell you to be honest. Is Joel Matip back yet? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure actually. I think Dejan Lovren is still because I think he, in. he was the standout defender of that four the start of the season. Yeah, like, yeah I think he, he completely he, overshadowed Van Dyke to be honest with you. He did have some great runouts. Yeah, he? yeah. Um, Matt Yeo, he loves he loves bringing the ball ball up the pitch. He he's got he's got very long legs to to you know intercept passes and tackles. So. Uh, with Dejan Lovren in right now, I think that's the hole that uh, defences do look at and be like, hey, target this man because I he's, think he's, he's not up to par. I think all. he's diabolical. He's absolutely yeah. shocking. Uh, you know, I I hated his uh, acquisition when we first bought him. I never liked him as a player. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think he's a right fit for the club and I really hope that we get rid of him. Tell you what, as well, moving on, um, Bournemouth again, another away, um, sorry, um, Wolverhampton's away win at Bournemouth. Yeah. Did anyone see the Jimenez goal? I, I actually have not, no. Mm. I tell, tell you what, mate. Absolutely phenomenal. Straight off the training ground, an absolutely phenomenal free-kick routine. Mm. Just great oh, yeah, pass and just able to finish it off. I mean, Wolves are just so good at set-pieces. They're so good. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, when you've got a set-piece dead eye like, uh, like Ruben Nevers, yeah. you're always bound to get a goal yeah. uh, or a threat from from a free kick or a corner yeah like he is he's got some of the best vision in the premier league and how, how old is he 22 23 22, i think he's 23 now like yeah. he's he's without doubt one of the best Phenomenal, young yeah. stars in the premier league yeah but uh, say Adama as well mate Adama Adama Traore. Adama he is a couple shooting sessions away from being one of the most deadliest wingers wingers in, in the, the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It just causes so many problems, doesn't he? Well, he got the assist for the Jimenez one, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. did. Like, it literally, like, he gave, I think it's Sergio Rico, um, yeah. he gave him, like, 10 yards and then just still just completely gassed him. Like, no, Rico got nowhere near it. And when you can do that, it's just it's just lethal, isn't it? Just like, the, the dribbling and the speed, like you, like you said, is just unbelievable. Strength as well. He's built like a brick yeah. house. Like, he, he he's so quick and he's just... He's just an absolute unit, and those goals against City, you know, more of that, more consistency like that, and I think we've got a potential like real like dead eye yeah. as, a, as a player. You can see why Barcelona had him, and then why absolutely. they sold him to Middlesbrough as well. Yeah, on his end product, but his end product is massively improving this season. Hundred um, percent. I was going to say the, the the red card from Bournemouth slowed slowed the game down for them in the what was it thirty seventh minute. I think that went down. Yeah. Already after being already two 0 down and then getting a man sent off, it's, it isn't going to look good, is it? Then, I mean, they got they got a goal back. Consolation but. goals. There's always there's always bright things to look at when when you know when you get a goal. But uh, I think that Bournemouth need to take a look and may, maybe I, I mean Eddie Howe might be looking to go elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, maybe take maybe take like a, an Arsenal job or like a, another job in the Premier League. Be interested to see where he ends up. Um, a club which he has possibly been touted to maybe go to. I mean, that Marco Silva's definitely, his position is hanging by a thread. Especially after this game. Yeah, um, a 2-0 win for Norwich. Again, another away wins all round if so not the, um, Norwich. Todd Cantwell uh, giving the goals for Norwich. Um, it's only it's only a matter of time, like you said, as uh, until Silver gets get gets the boot. He's, he's been like this for a year, though, hasn't he? Yeah. Where he's literally just been one result off of getting sacked, and then he somehow pulls it out. Like, I mean, his next run of fixtures, I think he's got all of the big six. I like, think he does in his next six. So I doubt he'll 
be able to pull it out this time. But there's so many times where we've been thinking like he's bound to get the sack and then he gets a couple of good wins and then he's he's back on it and everyone's behind him. But I agree this time. I think he's I think he's done, mate. Yep. Uh, their their next fixtures uh, they've got Everton. Uh, they've got Leicester away, Liverpool uh, away, uh, Chelsea at home, Man United away, Arsenal at home. Yeah. Uh, what a, what a rough run of games that is for them. They are not in for a for a good one. Are they? A rough bumpy ride. Um, moving on, Man City two and win against Chelsea. Uh, disappointed me because I was hoping they were both going to draw and keep away from the top. Yeah. So uh, for for Chelsea to go in. Uh, concede that Riyad Mahrez goal good goal from Kante it was Kante always scores good goals doesn't he it's, it's he never there, scores mate. a bad goal that's all he knows he's, he's, he's great from long range he's definitely the top s- s- central defensive midfielder in the in the league yeah. at the moment it's only a matter of time before Fabinho comes knocking though um, but then obviously Kevin De Bruyne shows his class yeah 100% uh, he, they, you know, week in week out he's definitely I'd say at the moment one of the best if not the best player in the Premier League yeah. Kevin De Bruyne he's, he's fantastic he's, he's, def- he's vision, definitely up there I'd say. his ball control uh, even his finishing he's, he's, he's a top quality player and uh, I think Man City have three they have three of the best players in the league in De Bruyne Sterling and Aguero absolutely all of those three are on the top ten yeah yeah well, actually, maybe maybe, yeah, maybe like top, yeah, top six yeah, but yeah possibly so um, and then Aston Villa 2-0 against Newcastle uh, yeah, pretty standard game. Uh, obviously, uh, you know Newcastle they they show they show no attacking prowess whatsoever. Yeah, uh, they really. they are their front three, as we've previously said, is it's it's abysmal. Like I don't think their front three have a goal this season. Seriously, just, I don't think they do. Uh, Set Maximin has I don't think has scored. I think I think Jolinton might have, but Almiron hasn't scored since he's been there. So um, it's worrying, isn't it? That 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 Sin Maxman came in with such a lot of buzz around him as well. It's because he, he he was touted to be a very good player, but then he came he went to Newcastle. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think Newcastle is a great fit for him. Neither Yolington. No. Like, no. Newcastle is a you know is a team for Andy Carroll. They they have to do it by themselves, don't they? Because there's literally no one else in the team who's good yeah. enough. So they literally give Max Sin Maxman the ball, and they're literally like, okay, travel eighty yards yeah. and put it in the top corner. Yeah, yeah. And unless you're Lionel Messi, you don't do that. You no. know, like he's a very good player, Saint Maximan. When you watch him play, he can dribble very well. But you can't rely on him ninety minutes to produce, you know, fifteen dribbles a match and get yeah. you up the pitch. It's just like it's just a poor side setup, really. I could see him moving in the summer. Like even though he's just been there for one season, I can see someone sniffing well, around for him. Newcastle down and a couple of players being saved. Maybe. Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be you know like you know we did with Jean uh, Shakiri. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got him for on the cheap. I reckon Maximin could be on a cheap after Newcastle relegation potentially. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, last two results, Al mate. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> Arsenal Southampton mate. Where to start? We were absolutely dominated by Southampton and. This is a team that the other week lost 9-0 to Leicester and they were, just, they were so much better than us. We were so lucky to get a result out of it. Like mm. um, Both Lacazette's goals were quite nice, to be fair. Um, the first one was a, it was a rebound off of Aubameyang. Ozil created a really nice chance for him. And then the second one was Martinelli, who's like a, who was meant to be like a prospect player who was like going to train in the reserves. But because <laughs> of the state of our attack, he's having to play because no one else can do it it was just yeah it was just awful 
Southampton fully deserved the win. I was actually very upset that we drew because it means that Unai might stay in the job a little bit longer. It was crazy that a point was rescued in that game. Mm. Unai Emery, man. Like Obviously, we are going to move on to drift to talk a little bit about it. Going into the stats of that game, though, Southampton, a pretty short, poor return on targets, but 21 shots in total, six of them being on target. That I mean, isn't that good. I mean, I, I, I have a few you know, points about Unai Emery uh, later on, but to for Arsenal to let Southampton have 21 shots, it says it all, really. Mm. Um, you can't let any team have that many shots. They are going to score. Yeah. Um, it's, it's unless unless you Newcastle by the yeah. sounds of it. So um, I reckon Arsenal need to make some changes, whether that be managerial, yeah, or whether that you know be like, you know players in it's, January. It's, it's it's a weird position to be in, and honestly, we didn't do any better. <laughs> three three away at Sheffield again, and you didn't deserve it. No, where, again, where where to start there? Like, we, we me and Reese were mentioning this before the podcast. Arguably the worst performance United have put yeah. in a very long time. And th- that last ten minute comeback masked Ollie's worst performance. Yeah, um, and that might keep him in a job, which is a shame for Man United fans because that, yeah. it, honestly, uh, from like a from an outsider's perspective that was abysmal so the other said the only positive thing which i took from that game was the attitudes of the young players in that game when scoring yeah brandon williams and mason greenwood coming back and, and obviously scoring. we had brandon williams on the podcast last week in yeah. the hype train um kids kind of come in from nowhere been putting in good performances at left back scored a very very good goal very well taken goal finish, yeah. Tur- turns around just carries on because yeah. just, just turns around just gets on with it absolutely and that, that, that's really good to see because that's the kind of mentality i want our players to exude but i said last week on the podcast that i wanted brandon williams to make me know who he is by the end of the season yeah i think <laughs> that game is sort of a testament to that yeah he got you know that book in early in the second half but he came back and responded to those two Sheffield United goals. Yeah, and absolutely, he he's the way he cele- he didn't celebrate. He's the ultimate professional. Keep your head yes. down, run back. Exactly the same and, with Greenwood, and just get on with the game. The place is there for him, though, isn't it? You know, Luke Shaw cannot stay fit, can he at nope. all? And it's a shame because you know, like we looked at Luke Shaw when he came through at Southampton, thinking yeah. like, God, this is going to be the next lot. Like, this is going to be the world's best left." It looked like Ashley Cole, didn't it? Yeah. Like you know, the re- the FIFA regen of Ashley Cole. <laughs> um, that, that he he had no, he never fully recovered yeah, from that injury, no. which was extremely. And absurd. he can't stay off the pizzas. Mm, exactly. Relatable. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, but um, you know, you never know. Brandon Williams wanted to solidify himself in that team, but I mean, you'd hope so from a United standpoint. But all in all, Paul. Not 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 Absolutely. happy with that. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously we'll come on to uh, Man United and Arsenal. Uh, you know later on in this podcast, uh, both of their managers coming under fire at the minute with their poor performances, um, and also mentioning the pot shacking uh, from Tottenham. Obviously he's a free agent now. Um, but first, it's time for my favourite segment here. It's episode ten's hype train, and uh, we've got a we've got a request here. Uh, it's Harry Winks. From Tottenham Hotspur. Now I I I've got a I know where I'd put him straight away. Average. He's yeah. nothing special at all. He's bang average. Absolutely. 
he's, he's just I mean, a nothing player. They put him in central central attacking mid for, for England. Mm. Did not he scored a goal? But if know. everyone's <laughs> if everyone's fit at Tottenham, I don't see where he plays because Undombele is so much better than him as a six. Yeah, Giovanni Lacelso, who for some reason cannot get a look in. Yeah. Tottenham which is so weird because he's so good he's an unbelievable player at Betis last year the numbers he was putting up he was literally carrying that team yeah um, and then obviously you've got Deli Alley as well which and is, so you know which you never know yeah, that, that performance that, 10, that, so. that pass he put in I don't know if that, any of you saw it was that. like um, yeah, yeah. It, it was so weird like he really put it between pass. his legs crawly turny yeah. sort of thing I have no idea how he did it but fair enough <laughs> I mean I, I don't know about you guys. I'm more than happy to put Winks in average. Uh, yeah, average. Harry Winks is a dead average player. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he can definitely. I was tempted to put him in poor, but yeah, yeah Winks can go average. Le- league average, mate. Like you could see him definitely. Like if Mourinho doesn't fancy him, you could see him at like a Villa next year and just yeah. sort of putting like, put in the average five out of ten next, performance. You know, he's the next Tom Cleverley. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking. <laughs> I was exactly. just thinking Tom Cleverley. He's going to end up at Watford. Yeah. Um, Next Al, player. Oh did, yeah, did you Al, have a recommendation? Al, we have um, guests. So I had a suggestion of uh, Danny Sabios, as in where would you put him? Because obviously he come in with quite, well maybe not as big a reputation as he potentially deserved mm. because of uh, like um, going into Madrid. For some reason, Zidane just does not want to play him. Just doesn't rate him, does he? Keeps looking at like a thirty-four-year-old Luka Modric and a twenty-nine-year-old Cruz who's never been able to run. And he still thinks that them two can keep doing a job for him. Mm. And so it's it's very strange that he doesn't want to pick him anyways. But he come in with a, quite a low rep, rep, um, reputation. Did well in the under-21, so he was very good in that. Yeah. Um, coming to Arsenal, his first couple games, he was on absolute fire. And honestly, I thought, oh, my days. Like, if we can keep him, we'll build the team around him for the next few years. He's gone off the boil a little bit, though. But... Yeah, for me, I'd still, I'd still rate him in like a in a very good position. To be honest with you, I, th- I think he's quality. He's, a, I think like, he's like a a bit of glimmer and hope in a dying Arsenal team. Yeah. Um, current performances maybe not so much, um, but time does t- uh, you know it, it, time can tell mm. how he grows as a player. He's um, he's a strange one, isn't he? Like, obviously to categorise him is quite it's yeah. quite hard because he's not average but Real Madrid don't invest unless there's something there they, they don't they just don't do it they they, they 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 completely tear apart the BBVA but they don't invest unless there's something there and when he was signed there was a lot of buzz around around Madrid. It was like oh this is exciting he's a young player a young Span- Spanish player you know so this could mm. get him in the mix and like, like, like Al said he just couldn't seem to get a look in at Real Madrid so opted for the loan move I feel like when I, when I think a lot of Arsenal fans found that it was only a loan, I think there was a there was a sheer there was a bit of frustration there because mm. like again short term solutions short term solutions constantly, but I do I do, I do like him I do like him, but I think Spain especially in their midfield at the moment they have got so yeah. many competitors, Real Madrid also I mean if 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 players like like Isco and Asensio yeah. it, it's confusing where mm. you're putting them into the mix if those players like that caliber. Uh, struggling to get in 
Sabas doesn't have a chance at Madrid. Absolutely. Well, yeah. You even look at Kovacic. Kovacic couldn't get a game, and yeah. he's come come to the Premier League, and he had a really he had a tough first twelve months. But yeah. this season, he's looked amazing. Kovacic. Yeah, he's looked good, hasn't he? I think Arsenal need to try and make this loan move a permanent deal. That might, you know, solidify a problem that they have. Well, he said that he's going to move if Zidane's still the manager at the end of the year. Yeah. But whether that's to Arsenal or another club that will take him. Imagine, imagine if he makes the move to Chelsea. Oh. It wouldn't surprise me, but then again, Chelsea have got such a good midfield as it yeah. is that I think he will now be looking at it being like, I'm 22 years of age, I've spent three years mm. sitting on the bench, I need to get playing now sort of thing, so maybe I, Arsenal's the club to do that. If if it's me, it's it's difficult to, to place him anywhere. Yeah, it really is. I'm, I'm going to say average, and I, and I mean that being. in the sense that I feel like he does have room to grow. I think he's a bit, maybe getting on a bit to put him in a prospect category. I mean, he's not a young player. He's, tw- he's 23. And I wouldn't necessarily put him as the star player at Arsenal no. because I feel like, I feel like you're, you're, your star players right now is your Aubameyangs and your Lacazettes. They're, mm. they're, they're the top dogs. So, personally, I'd put him in average. Is that what you guys think? Um, I think, uh, I, 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 it's, it's, it's midway. I'm kind of trying to sit on the fence of average and prospect. Because yeah. yeah. he is still young. There is a lot of room to grow. Maybe there is under um, a new, you know, as, as we'll come on to later, maybe if Sabayas does make the permanent move to Arsenal mm. and Potch comes in and takes him under his wing. Poch does what he does best. What Poch could do with him, mate. Exactly. It would be unreal. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he's, he's, um, he's a prospect for now, yeah. and we'll give, we'll give Al the final vote, and we'll. Uh... Um, I definitely agree, prospect. I think you know we'll come on to it in a bit that he's being absolutely stifled by Emery, as is so many players and stuff like that. I think if a new manager comes in, like if a Mauricio Pochettino got a hold of him, I, I literally think that we could buy him. For like 40 mil and we'd sell him straight back to madrid the season after for like 80 90 yeah. quite happily like, <laughs> like he, he's turned so many young players into into absolute stars and yeah, yeah i think that sabios could be one of those players he's a very good central midfielder uh he's just he just needs the room to grow he needs the playing time so um, so where are we thinking guys? i think i think we i think we go prospect yeah, on that prospect. one he's he's yeah. still only 23 years of age no i can see that boys and al your second offering please uh so the second one you know just to give it a bit of an arsenal theme um <laughs> is nicola pepe <laughs> and so it's obviously a massive massive deal when he came in no one expected arsenal to pull it off there was Bayern munich there was united there was psg there were so many clubs that were very after heavily liverpool yeah. as well oh, liverpool yeah. napoli yeah. as well napoli put a bid in for him and it looked like he was going to stay for one more year and then go but then arsenal have got him on this structured deal as an arsenal fan i was i was delighted honestly to think yeah. like this guy was only outscored in league on by mbappe that's like, crazy isn't it and he's a right winger like yeah. <laughs> so i was literally thinking oh my god what a player have we got he's come to the premier league and i think he just shows flashes doesn't he yeah like there was the game when we played against liverpool where like he was he skinned robertson and stuff like that and dribbled past van dyke but then it's just you know it's almost going back to the adama traore situation yeah. just the lack of end product at times you know like he fits into the category of you know Right, yeah, fast wingers, very good dribbling, mm. but no, no end product like Saint Maximin, uh, Traore. Um, Th- this is, I tell you what, this is going to be a lot harder than we think. I think to I, d- I really do think so because my instant thought was maybe put him in star, but then obviously he's come to the Premier League he, and go. He, 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 he he's, star. He's, he's stifled. He's yeah. stifled dramatically. Yeah. So, mm. um, I mean, can't, can't I think. Defend. 
he cannot defend. No. He does absolutely no defensive work. Mm. So this is half the problem with him, you know, like with at least Lacazette and Aubameyang, they actually work hard, whereas they, they genuinely Nicola do. Pepe is very lazy. Yeah, um, he needs he needs a bit of a, a bit of an extra work ethic. Yeah. Uh I think he's too young to be a prospect at this point. He's twenty four. Mm. Um so There's only one place for him really and it's a shame to put him there. It is. I, I think that we will have to visit this segment as maybe a whole episode and go through all the players and maybe reshuffle them. Yeah, at some point down the line, a big hype train episode could be could be an interesting um, one. But for now, I want I want Pepe because he's a very good player. He, he can he can prove that. And if by the end of the season, again, like we say, Pochettino comes in, takes this young young player, and makes him the star he can be, uh, I think that we I think he can be great. But for now, uh, we might he, have to go average. He's average, isn't he? Right now, he's playing average right he, now. I think it's one of these ones that. Maybe not even at the end of this season. Maybe he's one of these players who needs a season to bed in. But the season after, he might become an absolute sensation. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. It's, he reminds me of, of, of kind of a bit like Memphis Depay. Not not in the sense of the attitude and, I say, the playing style. But, I mean, comes in with the hype. Comes in with the price tag. And it's just like... Underperformed. Anticipation. It's just like, you're waiting. It's like, yeah. come on. He's waiting. All right, almost there, and it just it just hasn't arrived at all. Constantly waiting for that moment to come where he yeah. sparks and hits the but, ground running. But then Memphis Depay moves away, and he finds form. Exactly. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe it could be what has to happen. But it'll be interesting to see where, where it takes in the exactly. future. So, yeah, that is it for the uh, hype train. Please leave your suggestions down, be- uh, down below or on our social medias, Twitter, at Pundit Average, and Instagram, at, at Average Pundit. Make sure you go and follow and also leave a suggestion on who you want to be on next week's hype train. Uh, moving on to the main topic, and it's a big one. Uh, obviously, Richard Pochettino has been sacked from Tottenham Hotspur last week, and um, I mean, he's a free agent. There's two clubs that are begging for his name, pretty much. Uh, Al, I'm going to start with you. Um, yeah. Diehard Arsenal fan. Yep. Currently, currently uh, Unai Emery in charge Arsenal at eighth at Christmas. It's it's lackluster. It's it's awful, honestly. To be honest with you, like the thing that Emery was always said to do was he was going to stifle the attack a little bit, and in order to get defensive solidity. But at the time, you know, we had Wenger, and our attack was literally invincible. Like there's only two. There was only two attacks better than Arsenal's at that time. So fans were sort of prepared to say, "All right, then that's fine," you know, because we'll still have an incredibly good attack. It won't be, you know, like. It won't be six players attacking, no one defending. But to be honest with you, he's completely shut down the attack. The attack, oh, yeah. you know, like we've got the joint, we've got the joint top scorer in the league last year, and he's playing off of scraps. We've got a fifty million striker in Lacazette, who everyone was after. Literally, again, plays off of scraps. And then you've got Pepe, and I think half of Pepe's reason why we have to call him average is because it's just the football's just so boring. Like that Southampton game. We played seven defensive players and we just said to Ozil, Aubameyang and Lacazette, go on, try and win us a game. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have someone who's going to progress the ball up to them. Like, Meza Ozil doesn't do that. And so, yeah, you know, for me, I think Emery's just got to go. The longer we wait, the worse it gets because, you know, we're getting further and further away from that top four. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, you know, you've got a man in charge who, before he came to Arsenal, uh, you know, 4 nil up in the first leg against Barcelona, second leg he flushes it down the toilet and loses 6-0 um, he's also shown less backbone 
with letting the players choose the captain. I mean, the captain is supposed to be that guy who represents, <laughs> yeah, represents the manager on the field, uh, the one that implements his tactics, and to to let the players put names in a hat and then pick it out of a hat. It's it's it it shows that Unai Emery has no backbone, 100%. and I do not agree with how he's implemented them. Why um, why pick Shaka anyways? I don't know. I I think like what annoys Arsenal fans maybe the most is that like. I think United is quite a long-term fix, whereas I think Arsenal's squad, like or the starting eleven at least, you can sort that and fix it very quickly just Absolutely. by playing the right players alone. Like Shaka is a form, like he's a great um, passer of the ball, but that is literally it. He has nothing else to his game. No, and you know he's just not a Premier League player, is he? He's not a leader. Yeah. That's that's for certain. He's, he's not, not a leader. He's not a, lead, he's not a leader of uh, what what should be a top four team. That's I mean. It. I I chime in there and, and I I maybe argue that Arsenal maybe isn't as quick a fix in the sense that I personally I feel you're back for a shambolic. I feel you're back for shambolic. I I don't think Bellerin has been. He, he's definitely been the best player on that right, but I, I don't think he. He's a shadow. He's, boy, come, boy, he's, he's, come, he's come back from an ACL though, so yeah, like he, he he's, has. He he's has. building there. The same as Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney, I think, will be ten times better than Klasnach. I think. And so, yeah, da- David David Luiz is is past. That wasn't. That, I mean, it That's, was. It made sense. It was a cheap signing. It was a Premier League experienced defender. It's a gamble, wasn't it? I. It was. It was a hundred percent. It was a gamble. Yeah. But for eight million, it was not? desperate. Yeah. But M- Mustafi. I, I, I really don't agree with it. I don't agree with bringing in someone like David Luiz um in a dying defense like you've got someone who's 32 coming into a dying defense i don't think that's the right move at all you were supposed to be looking at yeah you were desperate but you've you're supposed to be looking at you know center backs that are if, to if arsenal were prepared to spend that money on nicola on on, on pepe i don't understand me what, what would they spend was it 70 million 75 75 million on, yeah. on pepe 75 million okay why wouldn't they put an extra 10 on that and go for koulibaly or, well, I mean, they they signed that William Saliba, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, the, well, what, what's we going had on two team? we had two centre halves that we were linked with massively. Saliba, who we got over the line, but Senentian said they will not sell to us unless we loan him back. Yeah. Mm. And we had Spurs looking at him. Napoli were looking at him, and so I think we were just like, right, well, he's going to be a future star. Yeah. So we'll just let that happen. The other one was Upa Makano from Leipzig. Oh, Leipzig. Yeah. Leipzig. He looks good. He we does. looked at that just too late we were, we were looking at it on deadline day and it was like well for, for the tune of well i think you could probably get him for like 70 70 60 mil but they were saying because obviously it's deadline day they were like well yeah we'll, we'll do it for 110 mm. and so arsenal obviously aren't going to do that and so they literally just thought yeah so that's why i don't really mind the david louise one because it was a quick fix only eight mil like it's only like it's a two-year contract, is yeah. it? So you know, it's it's one of them things that I don't really have that big a problem with that. I feel like if there was already a solidified defender there in the first place, it would have it would have been like a, it could have been genius, yeah. but there wasn't. I mean, Mustafi is is diabolical as well. Yeah. He he is horrendous. Kalasanach, we've already spoke about him. I don't, terrible. Can't don't cr- like him. Can't at all. cross a road, mate. He's no, he can't. <laughs> Tier- no. It's, I tell you what, it's good you got Tierney over the line because there's there's every potentially he's going to come good yeah because he's already obviously already shown himself a bit in, in, in the scottish league you know hopefully he can come good for arsenal but that back four atrocious jacker you need to get him out as well i mean yeah. there, there's uh, your attack i think is the only thing i, I like about arsenal yeah. ozil as well i have no idea what is going on with ozil i mean the whole it's thing, like he's in a prison yeah he's been ostracized completely for, from the arsenal team and it's only now that they are 
playing him that they've got a bit of creative energy yeah, in them. Exactly. Mm. Well, it was one of these things that Emery tried to, you know, he's obviously been burnt quite badly with having, like, you know, the likes of Mbappe, Neymar, Cavani, and stuff like that. And I think mm. he's come along someone like Meza Ozil, who's a bit of a maverick. He's not going to do all this defensive work. Like, he does run. It's a complete, like, it's a, it's a, like a false accusation that he doesn't run at all. He does run, but he's just not defensively good, is he? He's a very one-track-minded yeah. player. He he knows what he can do, like, and he's not willing to change how he plays for for a manager yeah. that comes in. There, there are players in the Arsenal team. I just just pulled up the squad now that, that that do have some kind of excitement to them. Yeah. You've obviously got Reese Nelson, which is a, a very interesting player. Can't, I, can't I get in the team at the moment. Though. He, he can't seem to. I mean, especially he after plays, a good plays season. Europa League games, and that's it. And it's like. With the, with the team performing as badly as it is, why not just throw him yeah. in there see if he can mm. do something? Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of Torreira. I do like Torreira's Torreira. Quality. Mateo Guendouzi. Yeah, Guendouzi's. I think Guendouzi's he's a, a superstar he's, player. He's a, he's a shining light in this Arsenal team. But mm. absolutely, he's uh, a, definitely a star for the future. So some of the the names in the Arsenal defence though that. Um, what was it Ma- Ma- Mavropanos? That Konstantinos Mavropanos? I mean, Again, he was um, he was one of these youth products who we thought like, oh, he could be amazing. Yeah. And he had that one game against United, didn't he? Where yeah. he literally had Lukaku in his back pocket, but now he just can't stay fit. He's um, his Callum, knees are shot to bits. Callum Chambers is still knocking around. I, th- I think Chambers though this year, Chambers has actually been the best centre half that Arsenal have had. I mean, that's not it's not really saying much because Arsenal's centre-backs have been absolutely awful, but mm. he's like, if I was to make Arsenal's back four, I would say Tierney left-back, Bellerin right-back, hoping that they can get themselves back in form because even though they've just come back, they, they're not looking good. And then I'd have to pick Chambers on the right and then Louise on the left. No, Socrates. He is dreadful. Socrates, I think that Socrates signing was a big mistake. It was, it was the worst signing um, ever. To, to get him so early in the window as well, yeah. Um. And then uh, of that season, and then you know, he's 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 like what was he twenty nine when you signed him? I was thirty. Thirty, yeah, thirty. <laughs> coming off, you know, uh, not not a great season at Dortmund. Yeah, terrible season. Like, if Dortmund are willing to sell a player for like fifteen million, then yeah. it's quite clear that he is a terrible yeah. player. But again, it's quick fixes. Just gets bookings all the time. Like, yeah. any time he's like one on one with someone in the penalty area, I'm having a heart attack because yeah. if he's not trying to like rugby tackle them he's there literally just kicking kicking lumps mm-hmm. out of them and it is dreadful Arsenal are at the moment quick fix FC aren't they pretty much yeah. We are. yeah however you know if Unai Emery does get maybe as we keep saying that one more bad result to get him that you know that's you know that sacking um, Pochettino maybe coming in you know they have to snap him up quickly because he's going to go soon see again just like Mourinho Pochettino did say a while ago he has two strong ties to Espanyol and Tottenham that he would never manage Barcelona and in Arsenal. I mean, he's just got but sacked though, so it's, it's just it's just words right now, isn't it? Loyalty goes out the window then. This so is just words. Well, paying, paying the money, isn't it? Like, have you seen mm. how much Mourinho's on? You know, I bet you he probably thought, oh, I don't really want to take the Tottenham job. But then when they come to him and said, right, okay, we're going to make you the second highest paid manager in world football. You kid, really? Like, Absolutely, second yeah. highest paid. Jesus, it's only Guardiola is um, paid more. So, so with that, with with a potential Poch uh, hiring you know, for, for Arsenal. Uh, where would you say like the main areas like is to try and improve this Arsenal team? Obviously, your central 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 defense is absolutely on the table for 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 a like instant looking at in January. I think what he'd try and do is he'd try and I think he'd almost just like employ right. Okay, I can't fix this defense in January. 
mm. I cannot get a centre half in for a good amount of money that is going to fix this. So yeah. I think what he would literally say is, right, we are going to beat teams 5-4. Yeah. I'm literally going to unleash, I'm going to play 4-2-3-1. I'm going to play the front four is going to be Oda was the 10, Pepe on the right, Orba on the left, Lacquer up front. Going to have Sabios as an 8, Torreira as the 6, and literally just say, go win the game. Yeah. Like, it does, doesn't matter how many goals we concede because right now I just I don't see a player that you can get in January for a decent amount of money that's going to fix this it's going to have to be one of these Liverpool Virgil van Dijk things where we spend loads of money to get yeah. this one player who can fix it I think the only player right now which resembles that to me is Koulibaly Absolutely. I think there are plenty of other young centre-backs like, like you mentioned um, Upe Campo from Leipzig but right now the only developed player who I think I mean, a fair play and he's given Napoli an awful lot but come on mate take another challenge I mean mm. he could come in and do absolute bits in the Premier League yeah so definitely. I, 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 like, like Al said mentioned I reckon I reckon Koulibaly would be a yeah, great yeah Koulibaly um, but obviously Napoli are going to they're, they're going to expect about 100 million yeah. for him and yeah. they need to find a home for that armband as well don't they absolutely yeah they do they, honestly they do need a leader yeah. and that is that is desperately what this Arsenal team is lacking uh, especially obviously Lead it, you know, yeah, missing out. Mesut Ozil, I've said it before and I've said it again. Liverpool, although Henderson wears the armband, Van Van Dyke is that leader, he's that gen- he's that. Um, I, I'd see it as Henderson is the 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 the, the general, and um, Van, Virgil Van Dyke is the guy that leads us, leads yeah. us into battle. Van he's Dyke that, says, jump, and you say how high, don't you? Exactly, he, he, he genuinely is the man, but. Who do you think can take it then, an Arsenal? Because for me, I, I look at that side and I think, well, there's like the captains that we've currently got, like Aubameyang's car- captain at the moment. And I think he's a character, but I don't really think he's a captain. You no. know, like, I think he's good to have around the dressing room. And I do think he, like, he's, he's one of the, the leaders sort of thing in that, in the dressing room, even yeah. though there's a lack of them. Like, but the other people that are suggested is like Bellerin. Would you, would you think Bellerin like? Bellerin makes sense because he's senior, but again. But yeah, this is the thing. Like you know, he's had he's had one season where he's looked good again, like last season. But like for the last three years before that, he just looked awful. Yeah, like, and he just didn't want to be there, sort of thing. And like was complaining about leaving, wanted to go to Barcelona. So I, like, I, I hate to say this, even even as a United fan talking about us, I hate to say it, but it's, it just is David Luiz. It oh. just is. Yeah, this is the thing. Like he again, like from everything that you read and stuff like that he is he's one of the senior leaders again like um and so i think yeah like it, it maybe he might have to be given the armband just because i can't actually see anyone else who can take it to be honest with you same I just maybe, maybe lacazette i think lacazette sets a really good example or maybe um, maybe burnt leno I yeah mean, Leno he, would be bad. You know, a captain as the, your goalkeeper i mean you saw it with better check mm. uh some a captain that can see the entire field that can direct from the back maybe when the attack, get your defenders in shape for a counter attack yeah. straight away. So maybe obviously Leno is a very experienced goalkeeper, but he's still young. Yeah. He 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 can step up and be that leader that mm. you know it's someone potential. wants. Spoke about Rob Holding as well, didn't they? As one of them. Yeah. And uh, he's well since his ACL, he's not looked the same player. He was really good last season, and then ACL, and now he's come back and honestly just looks like Mustafi Mark too. Pretty much. So I can't really have him. <laughs> that injury can like. change a lot of players. But, Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal's defensive woes are, are basically what what needs to improve. Basically, mm. you know, if if Potts was to come in, but that that can't be fixed within one season. Yeah, I think how you how you described, um, you know, how Potts might come in. I think that might be a uh, a potential way that he would 
I think that's how even if Emery stays in the job I think right now he should stop looking to try and fix this defence and just go right we need to just attack teams because it's the only thing we can do so let's stop trying to you know let's not play a back five let's not try and play two holding like two pivot sixes and stuff like that like let's just literally take the handbrake off and just unleash it absolutely yeah i mean that you know that arsenal team is 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 a couple a couple steps away from improving and it's, it's only a matter of time so uh and then joe we we have manchester united who have Ole and solskjaer at the wheel right yeah. now um same again you, do you reckon it's a matter of time before <coughs> the, the ollie is not at the wheel i it's it's tough um i 100 believe that's not what the club wants to do at all you, you you don't hire a manager with the intention of sacking them and no club does they, they want them to stay there for long periods of time be very successful it was a romantic signing for united everyone loves to see an ex-player especially of his caliber come in very nostalgic around the club everyone's singing his praises first couple wins you know this is awesome but it was it can't just be enough to inspire it, the inspiration can come and it can be great okay we've got a new manager we can do it guys you know that that mentality but it isn't everything he inherited a broken team he's still got a broken team absolutely i mean yeah. right right now there are players that are currently still in the depths of united which have no business being there ashley young is ashley, a definite I, one Ash, Ashley Young arguably should I, I think I, I'm more than happy letting him retire at United now I mean I, I, I can't because believe he hasn't already be. if you just want someone because you need players who are going to just soak up the minutes of a Europa yeah. League and a Carabao Cup sort of thing and that's where Young's he's alright you know he I can s- do a job I see people saying yeah you're Young out but at the same time he's 36, 37 isn't he no, just let him no. stay for a bit just just, just let him just, just end the career there but ultimately he's not our, our standard Marcus Rojo I I cannot stress enough how much he is not a United centre back, yeah. and he he has looked poor since we've signed him, and he has consistently stayed at the club. It's it's honestly it it, it baffles me how he's still there. Mm. Phil Jones as well. Phil Jones is needs to go. <coughs> if Phil if it was down to it was down to Phil Jones or Chris Morning, Chris Morning goes out on loan to Roma, instantly starts playing like Paolo Maldini. Brilliant, <laughs> great to see. But ultimately, the how Phil Jones is still there. Both of them aren't United standard. Phil like, Jones, like, Chris, both Chris Morning is a perfectly good backup defender. Chris Morning is a low-level Premier League defender or Championship. Mm. He's not a United defender no. again. And and this is just a defense. And then there are there are players waiting in the wings like Timothy Fosu Mensah, who is realistically a centre defensive midfielder. But he'll get put out at right back and centre back and everything. Actually, He's Twanzebe had a, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Twanzebe as well. Um, Wan-Bissaka coming through Diogo Delo I'm very excited about him Maguire is going to be our captain at some point it, it, he's already had a, a, put the arm on a few times it's going to be permanent Victor Lindelof is and li- I like Lindelof show, as well he's starting to show re- a resemblance of what United expected when he first arrived I, I like Eric Bailly but his, his fitness again it proved it can't be done so move him on he needs to be moved on he's a perfectly good defender but his yeah, fitness yeah. is you not just, up to it you almost see the like another Phil Jones and Chris Smalling sort of thing coming in with Bailly don't you where like yeah. They show flashes where you're like, oh, if, if we can get him fit, then he's going to be a great centre back. And then injuries come, and then the poor mm. form, and then it's like I, t- I tell you, although although cycle, we, we concede the goals, but that is not our problem. Our problem is the creativity in the team to lead up to the goals. So that lies a lot of the time in the midfield. I mean, oh, you 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 can see what I'm looking at in front of me here, mate. Yeah. The, the midfield. Wow. It is it is just Paul Pogba, isn't it? Paul Pogba literally carries United's midfield. Absolutely. And, you know, like there's just there's just players like 
Jesse Lingard has had a terrible, terrible year. Like I think that Jesse Lingard is one of those players that will be very, very upset if Potts comes in. Because if Potts comes in to United, he gets rid of Jesse Lingard straight away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, 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 I honestly, I think I'd agree with that. Andres Pereira, we've kept him on. I like him. <coughs> I do like him. He's not United level, so he needs to be moved on. He's a squad player, isn't he? Yeah, like, squad right, player, right now, like he's one of these people who, again, you need someone who's just going to soak up some minutes in the Europa League and Carabao Cup. He can do yeah. that. But the fact that he's been starting in the Premier League is just not on. Fred, Fred has had glimpses every now and again of, of talent. I'm more than happy for him to stay in the squad at the moment, but he needs to, a, a, a bit of a boot in the right direction. Juan Mata, I love Juan Mata so much, but you're, it's getting on now, mate. You need to move along. Yeah. Instead of signing him on a, on a two-year deal extension, which again baffled me of why that happened, um, and then the, the other main name which pops about in there is Nemanja Matic. God, again, just somebody who's just passed United standard now. I think he's he's growing quite frustrated as well. I think he he's making his presence known. He 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 doesn't he's not happy at the club. That's fine. The club's not happy with you. It's perfectly fine to move along. That's what needs to happen for him. The only player, apart from Paul Pogba, who, again, can't keep fitness at the moment, who I'm happy with is Scott McTominay. I really like Scott McTominay. And he can be <coughs> a staple player in United as long as he has the players around him. We have young players in the mix, like Angel Gomez and Jimmy Garner as well. But right now, they are still young players. Yeah. And then the attack of, of Martial, Rashford... Greenwood, I'm very happy with those you, guys, you, you but they need the creativity. You only have three proper attackers as well, so yeah. constantly rotating these three strikers is going to be very tiresome. I, like some games, you play all three at once. Yeah, You've I know. Got no one to bring off the bench. This was why I think maybe selling Lukaku was a mistake, or selling him but not getting in someone. Just like because <coughs> he also got you 20 goals a season, Romelu Lukaku. Like he, he was a very underrated player at United. He scored 20 goals both seasons he was there. Yeah, I mean and he. You need someone who's going to do that. And, you know, like, is Tony Martial and Rashford going to be able to do that? The problem is, you, like, if you come to United on a big fee, mm. you will be targeted by yeah, the media. You'll, you'll be targeted. Paul Pogba, obviously, aside from being... And, and he is, on his day, a world-class footballer. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, 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 I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. He, on his day, he can be a world-class footballer. I think he is world-class, mate. 100%. But I, I think when you come in on a big fee, you are scrutinised. Harry Maguire is going to literally the second he he could make a single mistake, a single mispass, bang, back page yeah. of the sun or bang, Absolutely. Daily Mail like absolutely being slated. Same with Paul Pogba. The big fees always get targeted. That ultimately that isn't just United. That that that's other clubs as well. Obviously Pepe coming under fire a lot because of that fee. If he was a seven million pound player that they brought in, maybe it wouldn't be that bad. But the big fee always, you know, kind of comes in. I feel like when Oli came in, like I said, it was a romantic signing. He looked okay, you know. I think I think the the thing that you know that hit the nail on the head, and then it's just gone downhill from like everything's been romanticised from that one night in Paris. Yeah, no, it, it genuinely has. We are in possession of a team. I, I I feel like United's problems aren't necessarily in the, it, it, as much in the players anymore. I feel like it's a lot of the time it's the confidence, it's the philosophy. We need something completely different. Mm -hmm. David Moyes inherited a great team but had no direction, which completely crashed us. Louis van Gaal had a clear philosophy. It was evident in the way we played football. 
wasn't exciting at all. But two years at the club, got him, got him an FA Cup, so fair enough. Mourinho comes in again with a bit of a different philosophy, not so attacking, very kind of boring, more boring style football. Mm. And we won a European Cup and we won a League Cup. So we need something completely different. And what Pochettino comes in and does is excellent man management. He builds players up. Mm-hmm. He can bring in that pressing element as well, which is exciting to see. The lack of trophies, it's, it, it is worrying, I think, for a club which are looking to sign him if with that in their mind. But United need to be realistic right now. Trophies right now are not at the forefront of our no. thinking. We need to rebuild the squad first. If we could have a great rebuild season and come out scrapping a League Cup or an FA Cup with it, that would be absolutely brilliant. But we need a strong rebuild. I feel like he would be a very good fit. I feel like, we, we again, we come in, we let him do what he needs to do. But United's problems aren't just at the management level. It's above. No, do you think Ole can change it, though? I feel like... Investment in the right talent, Ollie can do it, but I don't know if he has the vision for it. You say you want, because they've got this philosophy now, haven't they? That they said they're going to sign young British players, and that's going to be it. So they said, right, okay, so we're going <coughs> to, we're not going to look for big names anymore. They've rejected Paolo Dybala because they said, right, you know, you don't want to be at this club. You just want to pick up a load of wage, mm-hmm. a load of wage, you know, and then just, you know, move on a, a little bit later. So who do you think, using this philosophy, who do you sign? to replace to to fix this team i mean yeah allegedly that that is kind of the route that we, it definitely looks like we that we, we've gone down in the summer if that's what we're doing if that's the kind of thing we want to do that's absolutely fine you know i like the idea of of, of building up english players through the club yeah. but we need to fix the the, the the holes first mainly in midfield i think creativity I, is our worst point i think i think this 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 english you know wanting to wanting to bring in young english, english players is probably what you know maybe the fault um i reckon someone like danny almo uh from, from yeah from the uh, he's a um, zagreb isn't he he's a zagreb at the minute he's a very young pr- uh, promising player uh maybe uh a rodrigo Be- uh, bentacor from uh juventus yeah he can't get in the team can he well you, you've been linked with emory chan haven't you chan yeah, says that he emory can come chan. in january <coughs> but, but chan again is just a might not be um, a bad player to be fair mate i think he's I think he's someone who you know, like, because you're looking for that person to release Pogba. He's just I think a bit, he's just a bit rigid. That. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's not great, but depending on the price you can get him for, I suppose. I, th- uh, I think maybe uh, <coughs> Manchester United are missing that one player that can actually release Pogba. Yeah. And I think maybe it's a central defensive midfielder that isn't Nemanja Matic. Uh, maybe um, Sandro Tonali, a uh, very young, promising Italian player who plays for Brescia. Yeah, it is. He's uh, very heavily touted for his passing Absolutely. in there as well. Uh, very good vision, very good defensively as well. Um, not obviously not very attackingly, uh, attacking minded, which would allow to Pogba to be unleashed. I'm I'm not necessarily looking for young players. I don't mind signing established players, but my God, do they need to know what they're doing? However, if if a, if a Pochettino does come in, the young players are more more likely to come <coughs> underneath him and learn from him. So I reckon that back four that you've got. Aaron Wambasaka, Harry Maguire, uh, Victor Lindelof, um, uh, whoever you have at left back at the time, maybe it's Brandon Williams. Yeah. To, to, to hit them under Poch, I reckon could thrive. Well, well, last season, mate, I tell I tell you what, Angolo Kante, Fabinho, Wolfram and Didi, and number four, I think, or arguably number three, I think they were very very similar. Was Idrissa Gay for Everton? Yes. 
letting him go under the radar and letting him go to PSG was again a crime. He would have come in and instantly improved our midfield. He's been unbelievable at PSG. Yeah, He's been fantastic. To be fair, I mean, United just do not close deals. We're just not prepared to do it. We don't have the backing. We're like, I think we're the club in the Premier League in the most debt, which mm, yeah. I don't know if many people know or not, but we are still in the most debt. The Glazers haven't looked at, at focusing that at all. There was rumours of us having a Saudi takeover. That seemed to have been quietened down now. Mm. So. I don't know what the direction is for us because as long as we've got people at the, at the club which don't like the cl- like football and they're viewing it as a business, we will never ever succeed. Absolutely. I mean, maybe you're just you know one striker away as, as well. Yeah. Like, but until the the vision of the club improves, um, you know, someone else takes over. You get more management under control, more is invested into the club and less into the pockets of the owners. I think that's where Man United's troubles lie. Once you became that global powerhouse that sells merchandise, um, you know, and and sponsors everywhere, uh, I think that was the ultimate downfall for Manchester United. I think think there's a good six players which need to go. Yeah. And I think there's at least two attackers need to come in and the midfield needs to be adjusted. I think right now I'm happy to leave the defence currently. I I reckon you leave your defence, bring in maybe a central defensive midfielder and a slightly more attacking creative midfielder and... You've been you've been heavily linked with Erlen Haaland from mm. Salzburg. I think if you had uh, Marcus Rashford, Haaland, and Martial up front, leave Mason Greenwood on the bench, um, but playing in those Europa League games, those important FA Cup games that yeah. make you get silverware, to give him still the more experience and keep him a squad rotated player. Uh, I think that Manchester Manchester United's problems are going to slowly die out. Haaland and Mandzukic possibly I know Mandzukic is still a name which has been thrown at us he's an older player if we could get him for cheap I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it I know he's not going to be starting all the time I know he's going to come in and fill those gaps but again Rambi, isn't it really you know, 100% like, it's, it's the regen of Fellaini you know the regen like, <laughs> the regen of Fellaini FIFA regens is, you know, is coming back but I mean, I, I, I've got a question for you though go what on. about so you said that you want someone who's going to you want effectively if Pogba's going to be your 8 you yeah. want a 6 and then you need the 10 yeah so the two options are well there's three options I suppose to be fair you, you, following that United mould yeah James Madison John McGinn or Jack Grealish which one if I had to have any of those to me, the, 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 those are those are really interesting players to, to, yeah. to mention. James Madison Mate, all the way. J- James Madison. In, the ideal world is James Madison. He's going to be so much money, and will he want to leave Leicester? That's the question. You've you've got Jack Grealish, who's 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 open. He said that he's going to have one more one more season. I agree with you that out of the three, James Madison's head and shoulders above him, but he's going to literally be a hundred million or something if, like that. If, if we like, sign Jack Grealish, I'll be so good. No, well, that, that, that's not Jack Grealish, really. Like, it's not going to. He's, it, he's it a good happen. player. He's good. He's he's not John McGinn. John McGinn is better than him. Jo- and John I would take John class. McGinn. But equally, you know, this is why I think maybe the, this philosophy sort of shot yourself in the foot a little bit because, you know, there's so many great number tens out there. Like you could see how much it takes to get Marco Asensio. Oh yeah, I mean, or it's, something like that. It's, and, you know, the philosophy that we're talking—it's all alleged. I mean, it, yeah. it definitely looked like that's the route we were going down, but at the same time. It, it's it's unfeasible. We can't stick. We it, there's no way it would work. I mean, right now, in in terms of in terms of our defence, Luke Shaw, Fosimensa, Basaka, Twanzebi, Delo, Maguire, and Lindelof. Those are all the defenders that I want to keep at the club. The rest of them out, you go. Mm. 
the rest of them out you go. And then in terms of the midfield, again, it's even slimmer. Realistically, I'm looking at the likes of Paul Pogba. I'm looking at Daniel James, which is more of an attacker, to be honest with you, but Paul Pogba, Daniel James, McTominay, and I'd, you know, I'd say Fred as well, the rest of them. The young players, yeah, but the rest of them aren't cutting it. It's a dark time. I think Pochettino can come in. I think he can. He genuinely can put a shift in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Right now, it's it's looking scarce for managers out on the market. If Pochettino, I mean, right now, I think at the forefront, personally, I feel like he's very, very likely to go to Bayern Munich if they give him the right money. However, yeah. I think he, I think he prefer the Prem. I think yeah, to come back and prove that he is that Premier League you know tier manager, take a club like Arsenal or yeah. or Tottenham that are you know stifling at the minute. I think he, I, I think he can produce something really good. Yeah, yeah. I think he can produce some magic under these two clubs. I, th- I, th- I think it's, it's exciting to see where, where, where we're going to see him end up. At. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, you guys can let us know what you think uh, on social media. Obviously, plugging it again, uh, Twitter uh, at pundits average and uh, Instagram at uh, average pundits. So, we go on to this week. Uh, very interesting games in the Premier League. Uh, first of all, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna predict some games. Uh, first, first off, we got the noon kickoff: uh, Newcastle versus Manchester City. That's going to be an easy win for City. I mean, even that's an away job. They're going to they're, they're going to pretty much bury them. I reckon three 0 Aguero's out though. He yeah. He's got um, ligament injury. So, but then again, Gabby Hayes used to be fair. Whenever he plays, is usually a very good. He still does a job. He's great backup, isn't he? I thought the goals can come anywhere from that City team. That's what makes them so yeah, deadly. Exactly. So, I'm, I'd confidently say three 0 What about you? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Three now. Uh, I'm gonna go four nil. Four nil for for Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, Burnley at home, taking on Crystal Palace. That's gonna be interesting. I mean, Crystal Palace put in a very good shift against Liverpool, mm. but that away win from for Burnley was was great as well. Carrying momentum, absolutely. They're very good at home, aren't they, Burnley? So <coughs> I'd, I'd see Burnley probably just pulling off like a one nil. It can be a very pretty standard game, you know. I, I'm. I'm I'm going to put a one or draw on that. 1-1. One, one. Okay, I'm going to say 2-1 uh, Crystal Palace, I think. Uh, I, I do think that Crystal Palace do have the firepower to take down Burnley. Mm. Okay. Uh, next game, I have Chelsea versus West Ham United. Chelsea-West Ham. Bit of, a, bit, of a, bit of a miniature London derby here. Yeah. Yeah. West Ham have just been terrible, haven't they? You know, oh, they are poor. Pellegrini is on, on the knife edge as well, which is it's a shame because the rec- some of the recruitment was really good, you know, yeah. bringing in Seb Haller, Pablo Fionnaus. But, yeah, it's just it's not really worked at the moment. It's not <coughs> clicking. Uh, ever since Fabianski got injured and they've got Sergio Roberto, mate, like, he's got Chris Bands, hasn't he? He, can't, he is, cannot save a shot. He is honestly one of the worst goalkeepers I've seen in yeah, a long absolutely. time. Well, there's... Um, Balbuena, the centre half, uh, said that he's refusing to play with him, him behind him. He said he would rather have a youth team keeper in goal. Wow, that's why he didn't play on the weekend. Um, they're all turning against him, and again, it was another shocking performance from him. So, whereas Chelsea, on the other hand, are unbelievable at the moment. I, I'm going to say it's going to it's going to have to be three one to Chelsea. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm going to put three 0 Chelsea down three on that one. Yeah, I think I'd put three 0 Chelsea. Cool. Uh, next game uh, at Anfield, Liverpool uh, take on Brighton. Um, I don't see anything but a Liverpool win here, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Brighton aren't in the greatest of form at the minute, so pretty confident performance from, from yeah. Liverpool. I reckon they'll be. Yeah. Um, I still think, you know, as we said, that that, that that they are prone to letting the goal slip. I'm going to put two one down Liverpool. I still think it'll be a convincing win, but as we mentioned earlier, they, they do have a tendency to let that kind of goal slip in. Yeah, 
Absolutely, like you know, we 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 were almost held at Sheffield United. So I hope that we can keep the clean sheet. So I'm going to say two 0 So um, I reckon I reckon we can hopefully. I'm going to go three one. Three one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Spurs at the uh, the London Stadium or whatever it's called, Toilet Bowl Arena. I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. uh, versus Bournemouth. Can Jose do it again? Can Jose pull out a win out of his? Oh, yeah, can you what, pull a win out? Watch Bournemouth go go there and do a job, though. Uh, I mean, they did it against Man United. Josh King. Do you reckon? I think I think Mourinho's got that bounce that he always has, where like the first few months of his seasons are always amazing, aren't they? Yeah. Like, he always looks so. All of his times, like, I remember when he first took over United and they like battered teams four 0 for like eight games yeah. straight. Like, um, I think that he'll just he'll breeze past Bournemouth. I think it'd be like a three 0 or something like that. Oh, oh no, actually, because Spurs' defense is terrible, probably three yeah. one. I'm gonna say two one to Spurs. I'm also I'm also gonna go two one. I feel like Bournemouth are gonna go there. They're gonna get a goal through Wilson or, or King, and they'll they'll give them a, t- a tough ride. I don't think Mourinho will be happy, but I think he'll be a, a win. Absolutely. Uh, next game that we have, uh, I'm gonna go Wolves versus Sheffield United. That'll be a great game. Mm. That will be a great. I've, I've game. missed the Saturday game, but we can go back to that. I was going to say yeah, that 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 would be awesome. I think, I think two two. Uh, yeah, two two. I, I was yeah. about to say they could play two two. Yeah, uh, I think the scoring prowess of both teams is is really on form at the minute. They're producing some very exciting football. That that could that could come out as game of the weekend. Mm. Potentially, we could be talking about one of the, or we could just talk about that game next week. Yeah, uh, depending on how how good that game is, um, it, it could be it could be very very good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, both both you know, two two. Two two. Two two, I'm gonna say. All, all two twos. Two twos all round. Uh back to Saturday's games because I uh, evidently missed one out. Southampton versus Watford, probably a bit of a the L relegation battle. Pretty yeah. pretty much, yeah. I think South, Southampton to be fair, the last few games that they've been playing, since they got that nine nil drubbing, they've actually looked alright, you know, like there are a lot sort of I think yeah, I think when you get battered nine nil, you just have to look at yourselves, and then they've sort of like really picked up since then. Like, definitely deserve to be um, us. They gave City a load of problems in the earlier one, so I'm actually going to go for a two one Southampton win. Two one. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say nil nil for this one. I'm gonna put nil nil down. Okay. It's. I feel, I feel like that's going to be a weird game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, I mean, probably not going to be a weird game. Probably straightforward for. For Leicester City at uh, at Le- in Leicester, uh, yeah. taking on Everton. I'm gonna make a prediction for that game. That's gonna be the first sacking of the season. You think? Potentially, I think. I think, like we said, Marco Silva, it's got to be hanging on that, and I don't see anything other than Leicester battering them. It's a race, I, mate. It's a race between the two Sunday yeah. games. Who gets yeah. sacked? Who gets four, sacked? Four, four <laughs> nil Leicester. I'm putting on four that. Four nil. Uh, I'm going to unhappy Marco. I'm going to put a swift three nil on it because uh, I do think Everton can maybe hold one at least. One yeah, I'd agree with a three nil. Three nil. Now on to today's two topical teams. Uh, first of all, Arsenal away at Norwich. If if there's anything other than three points and a convincing performance, Emery should get sacked. That's my opinion. Um, Norwich, you know, they got that away win against Everton, but other than that, the last five, six games, like since they beat City, they've just looked dreadful. Like relegation form from them, basically. So, yeah, I think what I want is a Norwich City win so we can lose Emery. But what I think will probably happen is it'll probably be like a 1 0 win to Arsenal with like a scrappy goal. I'm going to put 2 1 Arsenal on that one. I think Emery will maybe survive just a tiny bit longer. I'm going to put controversially one all 
I do think I do think they can hold uh, they, yeah. they can pick a point in that Arsenal defence yeah. and sort of litter it about a bit anything other than a win he has gone in the... oh absolutely yeah He if he loses to Norwich that's abysmal uh, and then the final game uh, I believe uh, oh, oh there's some games on Tuesday as well that's uh, that's a bit raunchy games on Tuesday there is as well oh but, yeah uh, oh yeah for the yeah because we've got early early games early we? games but uh we in the we christmas shall, season we now, shall we? we shall yeah recap those yeah. as we go along so um so manchester united versus aston villa at old trafford aston villa are going to come with a clear mindset of getting points off us um i don't think they're going to they're going they're to lie down they're going to have a strong kind of build in that team but it's going to be tough to break them down but we ha again every game we go into now we have no choice but to win that Sheffield thing was, was horrendous. Oli is, is also potentially hanging on by strings. The media would have you see he's hanging by strings, but whether the Glazers want to get rid of him is another story. So I'm going to put down 2-0 United. 2-0 to Manchester. I'm going to say 2-1. I do see John McGinn getting a goal. I always see John McGinn getting goals. Or Jack Grealish is celebrating in front of that Man uh, you know, that, those Manchester United fans. I reckon it's going to be 1-1. I think it would just be one of these sort of games where, like, United, to be fair, dominate the game, but yeah. Villa score like a set piece and they just can't, you know, just get one sort of thing. Could be horrendous. Absolutely. So, yeah, hopefully, guys uh, have enjoyed this week's podcast. The big debate on Mauricio Potticino and also, um, you know, Manchester United and Arsenal, you know, where they lie uh, in limbo. Uh, as always, remember to subscribe and like, maybe share these videos. Uh, that would be an absolutely massive help to us uh growing this growing this platform uh and also follow us on twitter at pundits average and at uh, uh average pundits on instagram sorry uh and yeah we shall uh speak to you guys next time uh thank you al for being on this uh, on this week's edition of the average Pundits. enjoyed it uh, you shall get your complimentary shirt in the mail and uh, joe as always thank you for being here with thank me thank you very much mate uh, we shall see you guys next time